Hey there, everybody. This is Scott Grimes. I play Gordon Malloy on the Orville, and you are listening to the Planetary Union Network Orville Fan Podcast. Dig it! This is Joe Quickle. And I'm Michael May. And this is Planetary Union Network, the Orville Fan Podcast. And uh, we got no guests this week. No but, guests. Uh, we're just going to be talking about All the World as a Birthday Cake, which is kind of a special episode for us. It is. It is a special episode because this is the one that we actually got to see a few scenes get uh, shot for on set when we were there back in April. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I told my wife that as we were watching it, and she goes, man, they really filmed that a long way ahead of time. <laughs> and it, it really kind of creeped up on me, but yeah, it, it has been. It's almost a year. Yeah, post, um, it's it's not like making a sitcom. Right. So right. They need the time to do VFX and edit it just right. So, yeah. 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 But a good episode, man. That yeah, was a great episode. Uh, it was directed by uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, which we uh, had the pleasure of meeting when mm-hmm. we were on set. Tom Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the score was by John Debney, which is hopefully will be our next um, composer we have on. And trying to collect the set. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, um, we had a, uh, a surprise guest uh, show up on the show, and also Jessica Zor made her debut as Lieutenant Tala Kiali. Nice, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then Ted Danson as an Admiral, Admiral Perry. Mm-hmm. So, it was cool. And uh, the episode starts off with uh, this planet, um, and so, <laughs> I know you know a lot of this stuff ahead of time. I didn't remember like from last April, like what this episode was really about. Um, well, you know, we didn't have a lot of info on what the episode was really going to, uh, be on other than it was, uh, Jessica Zor's first appearance and that, uh, yeah. what we, you know, what we saw in the, um, in the scene that we'll hit on later. Right. Yeah. It was the, 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 the conference room scene which you know they, they, there's a lot of plot exposition in there so um but i'd forgotten all of that and uh so we have these aliens um you know clearly an alien race and they're talking about some kind of uh leap in technology that they've made and they're debating on whether or not to use it and like immediately i'm thinking like doomsday weapon <laughs> you know like what what in the world are these people up to you and and it, it just felt very sinister to me um and then it turns out that it's uh you know they're they're sending out their first messages into space right um, you know like our our seti system yeah it and, heavily uh, reminded me of seti right yeah yeah the, the big you know dishes all pointed skyward and, and uh the the message they send is is anyone out there um and then cut to uh, cut to credits, and when we come back, we have uh, Ed and Kelly interviewing their new security chief. Yeah, and uh, during the credits, um, we were sitting there, uh, sort of watching and waiting, f- uh, waiting for it to see if she would be um, 
in the first in the credits in the first episode she was in, or if they'd wait for the second, but uh, they did. She got her card. Yep, she did. She sure did. I saw that too. Um, and uh, um, so let's talk, I guess, about that seal. But then I want to ask you, like, you know, what you what you think of the character. But um, like, it, it's funny because Ed's a little bit nervous because she, there's a story in her file that he's asking her about where she had knocked out her previous <laughs> captain, right? Because uh, they were stranded, you know, kind of uh, without power after a battle with the Krill, and the p- people who came to rescue them was a matriarchal society who. Uh, would have uh, completely dismissed the male captains. So she uh, <laughs> made the call. She punched them out and kind of took over. And that uh, won the trust of the, the helpers who then got them back on their way. So um, but Ed's a little bit, <laughs> it's like, can you promise not to punch me out? And yeah. she says, no, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give me a heads up before you hit me. Can't promise right. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think of uh, Talia? Um, I I like the character. It's uh, she's a she's completely different than Alara, which is was um, you know it's it's good that they you know, went that direction and didn't just try to replace. Yeah. yeah. Even you know same same, same race species. right yep. same not race species. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's like way more confident. Um, it's, it seems like she's been doing this for a while. Um, but it'd be interesting to get her backstory eventually. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we'll start to get some hints at it, but you know, Alara, it was always painted as like kind of her people kind of look down their nose at the military. And I guess I'm curious, like, is that really more just her family? Cause we know that they did. Um, or is it more of a kind of a, a, a cultural thing? And if it's cultural, then I'm curious to know, you know, what Talia's story is like, why did she join the, the military and follow yeah. that same path. So yeah, it could have been. I, I know, or we know from the um, from the pilot that any of them that join get sort of fast tracked into the you know, being an officer, right? And right. Um, it we and we, you know, we learn from the episode uh, uh, home uh, that they're very you know very intellectual species mm-hmm. and maybe that's you know there's two parts to being fast-tracked is that their species is known for being highly intellectual but also when they're off their planet they're kind of you know badass right. physically <laughs> yeah exactly um so we go kind of straight from that to uh, we learned that kelly has a birthday coming up and so does Bordis, and she thinks it'd be just super fun to have a joint birthday party <laughs> yeah and he, yeah he's not having it Nope. <laughs> and, and, and Malloy, you know, quips. That's because he, you know, he's afraid he's gonna get less stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like good call, man. Yeah. <laughs> you always get the shaft if you get a, have a joint birthday party. <laughs> uh, it is our head of discussing that they get this transmission from the uh, the the gamma valorum system. Right, and it looks and, like uh, it, it 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 seems like it's instant that they that they get it. We find out later that it wasn't, but uh, right. You know, the uh, they they run some um, run some database checks and uh, find that that no one has has had any um, contact with uh, that system yet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're super excited about it. Uh, you know, which, which is kind of fun to see. Like, I don't know. I was a little uncomfortable <laughs> with how giddy everybody was. I was, you know, 
it, it seems not really out of character, but just kind of, I don't know, a little surprising uh, maybe for, uh, but you know, people like high five it and it's yeah. just very excited to, uh, you know, and, and it, it would be right. It would be an exciting, uh, scenario, I guess, but, um, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't exactly the, the, the tone I was expecting, I guess. Yeah. Not, not, uh, nervous and like, oh, well, what are we getting ready to get ourselves into more like yeah. excited to get themselves into whatever happens. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, so they, they go down, they, they put together a party, they get in the shuttle, they go down to the planet and, uh, there's a fun thing where <laughs> they're about to introduce themselves and, and, and realize, Hey, you know, what? Yeah. <laughs> I never really liked my name. We could tell them if we could make up fake names. Yeah. They're not going to know. <laughs> Right. Can, you know, it's like I can be Chad and you can be Maxine. <laughs> I've got an Aunt Maxine, so that was pretty funny to me. <laughs> and then I think when he, he kind of under his breath says, nah, I feel like they'd know. And then. Yeah. Then <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to screw up and call you by your real name, but then you got an awkward situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we find out the name of the planet is, is it Regor 2? Regor 2. Regor 2. And uh, the. the kind of head of it is called the first prefect. Um, yeah. I don't and, think they, I, I don't think we even get his actual, like his given name. I believe everybody uh-huh. just refers to him as first prefect. Yeah. I certainly don't remember him saying it, but that that's no surprise <laughs> with my memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of a cool, like welcome to Rigor two moment. And, um, and, uh, I almost called him Chad Ed. <laughs> says, Welcome we, to well, the galaxy. We will now refer to uh, Captain Mercer as Chad on the right. Planetary Union Network. <laughs> um, and you, you, you put a note down that that was in the Comic Con trailer. That Welcome to the Galaxy. Uh, it was. Yeah, that was in the Comic Con trailer. Yeah, there's cool. a few of the scenes in this were from the Comic Con trailer, which isn't surprising given when it was um, shot and yeah. Right, right, yeah. Shot in uh, around April, and then it would have been kind of hot off the presses for Comic Con. Uh, <laughs> funny handshake, kind of. Uh, you know, Ed sticks it out there, and the guy's not really sure what to do with it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of struck me as maybe they, you know, don't shake hands. Yeah, yeah, that is, which you would expect, right? You know, it's, it's a completely different culture, and uh, you know, shaking hands is kind of a weird thing right <laughs> yeah you know very specific yeah that and um those are the kind of the first sign that well you know it's something it, it's a little different something's a little off but yeah you know he he kind of smiles and like oh he understands that this is a you know it, it's might not be their custom but it's not you know it's kind of like the um you know offering of of food or something that you see in other movies and shows to right. someone who doesn't speak your language right just to show that you're not a, you know, not, you're not a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who completely didn't know what was going on in this episode, like, you know, you know, something's going to happen, right? The, the shoe's going to drop at some point that it's not just going to be a whole episode of them just kind of welcoming this, this group to the galaxy. And, uh, so I'm still like getting really nervous. I'm still like feeling that sinister vibe from before the credits and, um, not sure what's going on, but you know, I thought maybe like the handshake was going to be offensive, but no, yeah. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't come up until later, but um, they uh, we find out that the uh, the broadcast signal was sent two years 
before the uh, the Orville arrived? It was, yeah. So, you know, the uh, the the speed in which the Orville travels, it had to have been, um, it had to have only reached them um, at that two year mark or close sure. to two years because you know there's quantum quantum drive and speed you know, they're they're there fairly fast right right uh and then we start getting a tour of the planet and uh dr finn is shown the the, the hospital and uh she sees um uh well she notices a lot of things that they're talking about like their their uh, their advanced care for uh, premature babies, and then mm-hmm. she witnesses a C-section that's been uh, uh, being done. Was and as far as she could tell, unnecessarily. She can't figure out what's going on there. So we start to get a sense that okay, this this is you know, like you were saying with the handshake. Like, this is a different culture. Like something something's going on here, and we're starting to get hints at like what's what it's going to be about. Um, and uh, then we kind of go to the uh there's a big dinner like a big state dinner and uh stop me if i skip over something you want to talk about but uh, during the state dinner kelly mentioned something about her birthday and bordis's birthday kind of coming up and just everything just stops right (laughs) people get very very upset and uh they're just um you know weapons are drawn and kelly and bordis are arrested and we find out that this culture is completely into astrology and, and kind of bases their, their culture and their, their sociology around astrology. And and so the premature babies were being birthed prematurely in order to keep them from being born under the certain astrological sign. And, uh, at which Kelly, by revealing her birthday reveals that she was under this particular astrological sign, which the society sees as being very violent and criminal. Right. And uh what was it? Jiliac? Was that what the Yeah, name? they're the Jiliac. That was their what they yeah. what their that astrological sign was. We hear the we actually end up hearing the names of a few of the different signs um throughout the episode. But yeah, yeah that was it was specifically focused on the Jiliac. Yeah, right. Yeah, we find out a little bit about the one that's the, the, the month after Jiliac, I forget the name of it, but it's uh, they're supposed to be like leaders, and you know it's a very like you're blessed, you're like you have uh-huh. a nice a high place in society if you're born the month after Jiliac. Um, but yeah, so um, they uh, they 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 not only take Kelly and Bordis into custody, but they kind of force um, Ed and the rest of the the way the the way team to have uh like dental um extractions done yeah uh, so they can kind of like they they have the technology to be able to tell like you know when you were born like what your birth what part of the year you were born in you know based on uh what they're able to extract and um so they're, everybody else is cleared but invited to leave <laughs> right yeah. forcibly well, invited uh, to get out of yeah yeah, yeah. So, and I guess I want to stop here and, and ask you like what you thought about that part, because I don't, I don't get why other than it needed to happen for the plot. Like why, um, why put Kelly and Bordas into this concentration camp? Like why not just make everybody leave and don't ever come back? Uh, I don't know. I uh, just, yeah. Other than, um, 
you know, maybe they, that their, their culture on their planet, uh, feels so strongly that they, they figured, you know, maybe they, I don't know, maybe the, uh, Union didn't know <laughs> or didn't <laughs> yeah. realize and that, you know, this is just what has to happen. It doesn't matter where they are or who they are, or where they're from. Yeah. That, it, um, you know, and, and uh, this is the first alien ra- race and that, <laughs> that they would have run across and, you know, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. They don't even want them wandering the galaxy. They just, they, right. they need them tied up. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, then we get the, the the scene that we watched the uh, the council or the uh, the conference room scene where um, uh, Captain Mercer and, and the rest of the officers are talking with Ted Danson's admiral character about what to do and um, and, and he kind of ties their hands uh, says so, you know they can't take a, a military approach they can't just go bust Kelly and board us out they've got to try to do it diplomatically. Um, and uh, I don't know what you, what you have any thoughts about that scene. Um, yeah, I, it, it kind of it calls back a bit to uh, you know do a little bit of conflict where in any other situation um, Ed would have gone in guns blazing to extract the right the team. Right. Um, but you know, being the first con first uh, being a first contact, they made him play by. Well, uh, probably the normal rules anyway, but just trying to, uh, we got to respect their cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, also during this scene, uh, and, um, we were watching it and my, my wife and I were talking about how we, you know, we saw that so many takes of this that yeah. we could practically quote that scene as we were right. watching it. But, we didn't know what the who the admiral was they were talking to, but no, right, yeah, that was that was. I was trying to remember. I was like, did we see him? Like, I would have, I would have remembered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, let me think here. Um, yeah. So back on the, uh, in the in the prison camp, uh, Kelly and Bordas are like trying to. You know, they have no contact with the Orville. They're trying to, you know, figure out, like, how do we, um, you know, settle in without, they, they, it's like, they don't, they don't want to, like, make this their lives or anything, but they're trying to figure out, like, you know, what are they going to do and what, what's their the appropriate response, you know, from them. And, like, Kelly, you know, especially understands this is a first contact situation. And, um, you know, so we, you know, they don't, uh, at, at least at first, <laughs> start making plans to escape. Right. Um, but there's a pretty cool scene where you got kind of a bully, uh, trying to take some, some food from uh, a pregnant woman and, uh, who, uh, you know, needs a little bit extra. She's feeding too. And, um, but, uh, Bordas. Yeah. He shuts <laughs> changes, that down. <laughs> changes that guy's attitude real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty great scene. It's a pretty great scene. Yeah. As he's, I think he said, uh, he's a coward. He will not be back or. Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. And uh, on the uh, on the escape um, bit, they they asked the uh, the the pregnant couple, and um, they said that no one no one has tried to escape, and they, they've almost resigned themselves, I guess, from you know centuries of being um, you know told they're a certain way that they that they belong in the prison camp for the good of society. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the writing here too because they talked about. I think it was the husband says something about you know, people. You know, Jiliacs all have this violent tendencies, and some of it, some of them are able to like kind of push it down, um, and then other ones kind of wear it kind of on the surface. Um, so they they have you know lied to themselves and and been lied to, to so that even if they're basically good people you know they have these tendencies like way deep down and so we have to keep you separated but you know in case they ever bubble up or whatever right so um yeah yeah let's see um so mercer you know he tries to negotiate uh at least once if not if not more um and uh, uh it just it goes nowhere like he's nothing he can think of uh, is able to to change their mind uh, about releasing Kelly and Bordas. Um, and eventually Admiral Perry just says, yeah, I feel like they've been there like a month. Yeah. Yeah. They've been there a month and he said, they've got to get the Orville back, you know, yeah. on active duty. Right. Um, and, and I like the, I, the, he says something too. Perry does about, you know, we're sending, we'll send diplomats. We're right. going to keep trying. Um, but, uh, which, uh, I kind of curious is like why they didn't try that earlier because <laughs> you know just leaving Ed out there uh, to try to you know he's a good guy and he's a smart dude but um, you know he's not a trained diplomat so right. it feels like yeah. that maybe within that month they might have gotten some professional um, ambassadors or something out there to kind of try to work through this but yeah. send in the hostage negotiation team right <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so it, it, Perry basically he kind of speeds up the ticking clock on this thing. He says, you got to get out of orbit in 24 hours, you know, and, uh, um, and that's about the time that the, the Zodiac sign is changing again. And, uh, we got the, the sign of the Wasanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, so that's the next one. And, and everybody is, uh, and it was funny or not funny, but kind of interesting to see like the, the, um, the uh, the first prefix kind of public messages to people as they're entering like the next zodiac sign and right like going into uh Jiliac, they you know it's very like we are coming into a dark period and um here's what you do if you have a baby born you know over the next 30 days and uh it's just all very dour and then you know going into wasanda it's it's very celebratory and we just we we thank and bless you know all the babies who are going to be born during this time period and um yeah and those uh those public addresses really drive home the point that mm-hmm. they are serious about <laughs> how yeah. they how their society operates with the you know off of astrological signs right right yeah uh and it would like you would you would expect like a society like that to have these like monthly messages to kind of mm-hmm. set the tone for the month ahead. Um, so it, it was, it's a really kind of cool, uh, interesting kind of concept that, uh, that is going on in this episode. Um, and then meanwhile, back at the camp, we have this woman who is very, very pregnant by this point. And, uh, the baby is born, it's born with Sanda. And, and so she is, um, well, I'm skipping over some stuff because it was pretty funny, the birth. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Kelly's going to help, but she wants, she says, Bordas, you've had a kid. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice? Will there be an egg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the the end of that scene before they transition says, this is much easier with an egg. Yeah. 
<laughs> right, yeah, because after he witnesses a more or less human person, <laughs> he's like, I like it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much. Um, but the, so then the, the parents, the mother and the father of this baby have a decision to make. The mother wants to keep the baby with them. Um, but that means trying to hide it. Uh, you know, and they, she like put, has a place like under the floorboards and like, I have no idea what her plan is. She's not really thinking logically. She's, it's completely emotional. Like she just doesn't want to let her baby go as you can imagine. Right. And, uh, but the father is thinking more logically and, and he's like, first of all, we can't, um, we, there's no way we're going to be able to hide this baby (laughs) for, for a long time. And, uh, but he also sees the kind of the, the social benefit of, of, turning the baby over and letting it be raised under the sign that it was, you know, born under, uh, because it will have a much, much better life, um, than, than they're experiencing in the camps. So. Yeah. And if the baby had been born the day before, they wouldn't even had to bother with any of that. Right. The, the baby would have just stayed in the Juliet camp and yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, it was kind of a cool, uh, um, you know, thought experiment that, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of made me, pause and, and try to imagine what I would do in that situation and in that culture and um you know harken back a little bit to uh to about a girl and that is not a direct correlation there but just this idea of you know this baby um who you know has no decision making capabilities of its own and uh and just the culture has very specific ideas for for what it's going to be and, and the life it's going to live and um you know, that's, those are questions that we're struggling with uh, in our society too. So um, it was good. Yeah. Um, so back we, on. Yeah. Oh, we, go ahead. Yeah. Back, well, I was <laughs> exactly what you were about to say. I think. Okay. Uh, back on the uh, on the ship, we find out that uh, there was a black hole in the uh, in the constellation. Um, yeah. And that's why they that you know that star collapse. That's why they mm-hmm. regard the Giliacs how they do because it happened during that. A uh, pivotal period of time where their basically their belief system was forming. Yeah, and uh, and it's Taya who figures that out. Um, like she she kind of has that that brainchild that, that uh, you know that, that something must have happened in their past um, to uh, to cause this, and so she she's the one that sends um, uh, John. Know, looking for for something in uh in that area of space and uh so they figure out a way to basically create a fake star yeah to uh to to um i guess uh dispel the curse of the Juliac. <laughs> and like you know like a few other things in this episode i question the wisdom of this plan like and they they, they acknowledge it you know towards the end too it's like eventually these guys are going to come and figure out you know what we've done like it, it, like i thought they were going to put like some kind of mirror or something like kind of deeper into space right um but no it's pretty yeah, it's much an orbit a, i mean that's a yeah. satellite in orbit that it's you know uh i even if they have a good telescope like they're going to be able to figure this out pretty quickly yeah it's like you know we we already know that they can that they have the capability to deploy satellites once right. they figure out how to deploy people that's going to be yeah. or yeah a telescope if they happen to see in there yeah, Which, and, you know they're they're just relying on scans. If they you know if they use a telescope, they'd be able to probably see that pretty easily. You would think. You would think. Um, and they kind of mention it, but you know Ed's response is, 
you know, well, hopefully they'll have learned their lesson by then. And maybe they will. Yeah, maybe integrating the Jilliacs back into society for even a short period of time might be enough for people to realize that, uh, you know, that, that they're not the way that they've always kind of been taught that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way prejudice works, right? You, you know, you actually get to know somebody and, and your, your preconceived notions about them kind of fall apart. So, uh, what else? What am I missing here? Uh, Kelly and Borda start to, uh, start their escape plan. <laughs> that's right. That's which right. They like straight up homicide, you know, <laughs> I was trying to decide how I felt about that. Um, and I, I ended up okay with it because those guards are pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like they were just completely innocent, uh, you know, just, just guys doing their job. Like, you know, the whole tone of that place was, was pretty oppressive. And so whatevs, <laughs> but it was, it was a pretty cool escape scene even though it didn't really really work. No, no, it doesn't work out very well for them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they make it out the door, but then there's a bunch of other guys outside the, outside the main gates waiting for them. Yep. Uh, and then they're going to be executed. Yeah. Yeah. They get tied to stakes, uh, waiting their execution while, um, Malloy and Lamar deploy their solar sail. Right. Right. And it's like, yo, hurry up, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool ticking <laughs> clock moment there where, uh, you know, are, are they going to get it deployed? Is somebody going to see it before any triggers are actually pulled? Uh, but fortunately, of course, uh, it does. And, you know, somebody in the crowd looks up and sees the, the star and uh, everything is okay. And then we have the joint birthday party. <laughs> the party! <laughs> Apparently, Bordas <laughs> resigns himself to rather have that birthday party than on the ship there that <laughs> be executed on uh yeah re- we've, missed, two. we've actually missed their party or their birthdays by um yeah like a month uh, yeah right um and uh <laughs> gordon has created a little present yeah it's like the jib the, jab videos yeah like. exactly just some animated <laughs> people twerking and stuff <laughs> with uh bordas and kelly's face on it <laughs> Uh, never gets old, I guess. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then right, bef- right before the credits uh, roll, um, you kind of see in the background a bit uh, where Malloy and Lamar are teaching Isaac how to do the robot. <laughs> I think I missed that. I need to go yeah. back and watch that. Yeah, you can, um, you can see uh, like uh, Malloy has, has his arm and is moving it in the... <laughs> in the form of doing the robot that's awesome <laughs> it's pretty funny that's awesome <laughs> well and i need to watch it again anyway because i watched it on hulu and um which doesn't have the uh next week stuff on it so i want to go back and watch the uh the clips from next week but uh because i hear that's going to be pretty good yeah it's going to be a good episode um and speaking of that it's called a happy refrain and uh, think about that however you will. I think there's been some um, promo stills uh, already start to circulate on the internet. So um, The Orville crew is surprised when Claire's personal life takes an unexpected turn and Gordon makes an unusual grooming suggestion to Bordas. So <laughs> I think that, that unusual grooming suggestion may be what we, uh, maybe what we saw um, in... Some of the trailers where uh, Bordas has a mustache, <laughs> but 
and our guest next week uh, is Mark Jackson, and he's returning for his second appearance with us. Nice. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And we can get into you know talking more about the uh, about the Orville now, and we already you know have all the backstory, and you know we've had we've had one interview with him, so mm-hmm. it's be more just like a uh, you know like like old friends coming back for a chat. Yeah, let's catch up with him. And uh, our contest for the season one soundtrack ended, and we announced those winners. Um, the uh, the The prizes will be shipped out. Uh, some sometime by the first, I think, maybe a little bit sooner. Um, and we're also working out the details for a new contest, where we're giving away a box of uh, of wax packs. Uh, and if 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 you're young and don't <laughs> know what wax packs means, uh, wax packs is what we what we all used to call the uh, packages that trading cards or baseball cards and stuff came in. Uh, so there's a full box of wax packs. Uh, that Rittenhouse Archives is um, giving us to uh, to give away to one lucky fan. Nice. And also, if you've noticed, uh, our Instagram's getting better, and that's because of my wife Megan. <laughs> she started <laughs> run- she started running it for us um, because I honestly suck at doing Instagram. <laughs> so. And uh, if you're not already, follow us on Twitter at Planetary underscore Union. Facebook, we're at Planetary Union Network. Instagram is also Planetary Union Network. Or hit up our website at planetaryunion.net. Jaloja. <laughs> That's not going to get old. Nope.